Thank you, Pastor Michael. Good morning, everybody. How are you all doing today? It is such a privilege and an honor to be standing before you today. I really pray and hope that every one of you, you are keeping well, you are staying safe. But more importantly, I pray that you are remaining in the awesome presence of the Lord. You know, for this week and next week, we're so excited to be able to share with you a little bit about what Glad Tidings is doing in missions. So for the next two weeks, we're going to be having a treat on all these different exciting things that's going to take place. Now, we all as believers are so familiar with the term, the Great Commission. Now, I'm going to give you a little pop quiz as the equipped pastor. I'm going to ask you, where in the Bible is the Great Commission located? Let me give you a hint. It is found in the book of Matthew. So I want you to type it out in the chat group right now. Type out where in Matthew is the Great Commission found. I'm going to give you five seconds more to quickly type it down. Do you know the answer? In five, four, three, two, one, time's up. The Great Commission that I'm referring to is found in Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20. For today, I'm going to read to you Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Jesus gave this commission to his disciples and they took it on and they took the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation and the gospel story. They went far and wide throughout the world. And 2,000 years later, it is still a strong heartbeat for every believer. It is still our commission that the Lord directs us to do and take on. And so where do we stand? 2,000 years later, how has the gospel progressed? I want to share with you on a little bit of statistics, nothing to overwhelm you but to help you see the bigger picture. Now, today's world population stands at 7.8 billion people. That's right. 7.8 billion people are living on planet Earth. Now, 7.8 billion people is a lot of people. And missiologists throughout time have actually divided all peoples into what they call people groups. Now, people groups can be a, quite a complicated definition, but for the sake of simplicity, people groups can be wide, loosely defined as sh people that share similar culture and languages. So when we divided people according to these kind of categories of people groups, the missiologists found out that there were at least 17,443 people groups throughout the world. And these people groups all need to hear Jesus. And so far, they have been able to identify that more than 10,000, that's right, more than 10,000 people groups have already had a very strong Christian presence in their midst. But amongst this, there, are, there still remain another 7,418 unreached people groups. Now, when we say unreached people groups, what we mean is, we mean that in those groups, in this 
7,000 over groups, there's only less than 2% of an evangelical Christian witness there. So there's actually a very small portion of Bible-believing and Jesus-professing believers. And so with that in mind, we realize that these groups need to hear the gospel. They need to have more activation of the presence of the Lord and having more believers in their midst. And when we take a look, where are all these people groups located? Where are they? So let's take a look at the map that I have for you now. Can you look at the map now? Now, I'm only focusing on the Asian region. The Asian region because, well, we are located in Asia and this is exactly where our partner nations are also located. Now, do you see the red dots there? Now, all these red dots represent areas of unreached people groups. That's quite a big portion. And if you notice, Malaysia also has got quite a number who have yet to have a strong Christian presence in the midst of them. Now, all my stats are taken from a very, very powerful website, very interesting and up-to-date website called the Joshua Project. So if you're interested in this area, you can also just pop by, Google Joshua Project and take a look at all this. So as we can see, there is so much that we still need to do and it's all within our neighbourhood the Asian and South Asian neighbourhood where we are located. Which brings me to the topic for today. My sermon topic is a question. How will they know? How will all these know? So I'm going to talk to you and speak to you from a passage that Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10, reading from verses 13 to 15. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Follow me on screen right at home wherever you are. Verse 13, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. May the Lord bless re add blessings to the reading of the word. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your beautiful presence throughout the service. We thank you for the time of worship and partaking of the Holy Communion. And Lord, we continue to ask for your presence to come and fill every home, every room, every household, O oh Lord. Father, begin to ignite freshness, fresh anointing. Lord, anoint the preacher of the word and anoint every listener as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says, Amen. That's right. Type it out in the chat group. Say, Amen. And say, I'm ready for God to download. I'm ready, are you? So let's break it down what Apostle Paul was trying to tell us. So verse 13, Paul declares, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now Apostle Paul in the preceding passage, he had just affirmed to the Romans that both Jews and the Gentiles all have been saved because Jesus Christ came to bring salvation to the whole world. 
And therefore he declares in verse 13, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In fact, Paul is actually quoting one of the prophets. He's quoting Joel. Joel chapter 2 verse 32. Joel prophesies hundreds of years prior to this. He prophesies that in the day of the Lord, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It was foretold and it has come to pass and it is true for us today that everyone who just needs to call on Jesus, they shall be saved. If you are tuning in, this could be your first time logging into a Glad Tidings sermon and we welcome you. You are special and honoured in our midst. And if you are here, you've been, whether you've been tuning in for the first time or whether you have been tuning in and connecting with us regularly, but if you have yet to commit your life to Jesus, yet to invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Saviour, I pray and I, I hope that you will continue to listen and realize that this message is for you, that everyone who calls on Jesus' name shall be saved. Hallelujah. At the end of the service, please stay around because I would love to pray personally for you to help you invite Jesus into your heart as well. Now, this is a very powerful passage because after Apostle Paul declares this statement, he asks four rhetorical questions. Now, rhetorical questions basically mean he does not expect an answer. He asks this question to provoke us to think. He asks this question to ensure that we have a good thought process so that we can ensure that the gospel is able to get out to everyone and anyone so that whoever that hears and calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So let's take a look in verses 14 to 15, specifically at the four questions that Apostle Paul talks about. The first question, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? Second question, And how shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? Third question, And how shall they hear without a preacher? Fourth question, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? Now, these questions actually form a progression of thought flow, a progression that Paul wants to bring us to follow. Now, it's easier to, for us to be able to follow this thought progression if we were to change the questions into a statement. So, this is how it might look like if we had changed it into statements. We begin with verse 13. The first statement is, Call on the name of the Lord to be saved. Second statement, believe and then they will call on Jesus. Means upon believing, then they will know that they will want to call upon Jesus, those who have not heard. The third statement, they need to hear about Jesus before they believe. The fourth statement, they need to be preached. The gospel needs to be shared before anyone can hear. And the last statement, there has to be ascending. They have to be sent so that the gospel can be preached. Now, when, when I was preparing and even reviewing this passage, I realized that Paul was actually going in descending sequence. It's that like in order to be saved, first this, 
is going in descending sequence. But all of us, we are always trained to go in an ascending format. We learn to count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. We learn A, B, C, D until Z. Very few of us will find it easy to recite the alphabet backwards. Can you do that? I know I can't. But I'm sure some of you are able to, but that's not how we are so used to processing information. So we want to fully understand this passage. So I'm going to propose that we see it in reverse order. So if we were to reverse the order, let's understand what Paul was trying to let us know. In reverse order, the chronological sequence of what needs to take place in order for us to reach the lost. First, there has to be the sending to preach. People need to be sent out to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. The second thing is, once they are sent out, they need to be preaching. The gospel has to be preached, has to be shared. The good news that Jesus Christ came as the Son of Man on earth. He lived here. He, he, he died on the cross took on our sin, sicknesses, illnesses. He overcame and conquered every one of this unto death and He rose again. And because of that, when we believe in Jesus Christ as our Saviour, we have been given the gift of eternal life. We have been given the gift of abundant love and life through Jesus Christ. And that is a powerful message that must be preached. And after the preaching comes the hearing, the hearing of the gospel. It has got to be preached in means and methods so that people in these unreached groups, people who have yet to know Jesus, will be able to hear how awesome our God is. And after they hear, oh, the, the gospel of good news, it's so wonderful that I believe once it's presented in the hearing, there shall be believing they will believe truly, truly Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Truly, truly He died and rose again. Truly, truly I can accept Him. I can commit my life to Him as Saviour and Lord. And after they believe, all they need to do is call upon the name of the Lord and they shall be saved. Hallelujah, church! Paul gives us what I call a master chef recipe. Now, I know all of y'all are, you know, in the, in the lockdown situation, so many master chefs started sharing photos on their social media. You are all leveled up in different ways. But this is a recipe which cannot be ignored. This is a recipe that has to be memorized and has to be lived out. The ingredients of this recipe and the methods of this recipe are very simple, just fivefold, which is sending, preaching, hearing, believing, and calling. Now, we have been living in, in very unprecedented times, right? In the state where we have been housebound, we have been state-bound, we have even been nation-bound unable to move as freely as we used to. So what does that mean? Does that mean that the mission's work has come to a halt? What does it mean for the context of the Glad Tidings mission's work? As we were meeting, we continued to meet the mission's committee. I give a 
a shout out to everyone of our missions committee. I'm thankful for their lives. I'm thankful for the extra mile that they continue to go to connect with our partners. We had to ponder these questions, which I will bring to you right now. We had to ask firstly, how are we preaching the message when we can't travel? How is the message heard in the nations at such a time as this? For they too are going through their own challenges. How are our partners and works doing in the midst of the pandemic? And lastly, with all the restrictions, have our missions work come to a halt? To answer these questions, I believe that pictures will show a thousand words. What I cannot express with my words, you can see some of the powerful things and amazing stories that have been taking place throughout 2020, even until today. I could tell much more, but I can only squeeze in a few stories to get you to rejoice along with me. So let's take a look question by question. The first question, how are we preaching when we, glad tidings, we can't travel? we can continue to encourage and empower. In the same way that all of you are able to connect with each other in your connect groups, you're using your Zoom to connect with one another and able to have meaningful exchanges, we have also been able to connect in certain nations where Wi-Fi and data was, was made it permissible and allowable. We were able to do so. And let me share with you, in, what, in, in fact, just recently as last week, just last week on, uh, on, on Friday, we had a meaningful time with our leaders and pastors. You see, word had come to us that the leaders said that the members need to hear on this topic of spiritual coverings, of their spiritual authority. And they wanted to learn more so that they could teach to the rest. And so it took a lot of planning but we made it happen eventually. And so we had a powerful Zoom training for all the pastors and leaders from that nation, from that region. And they were so attentive, taking notes. And in fact, at the end of the session, even with interpretation, they asked, when's the next one? When's the next one? We want more. And we're so excited. And this is just one of the many trainings that have been ongoing throughout this entire 2020 and the pandemic season. In fact, just last night, even for our local outreach workers, our local pastors that are here, our Glad Tidings Tamil Outreaches, we organised a very special training for them and their members. All housed under one Zoom account, we were able to connect, teach and pray with them. We've never been able to do it to gather everybody so meaningfully, even in the physical. But today, because of technology, because of the urgency of time, and because the crisis has brought a clarity to what's important, we are able to do things that we have never been able to do before. How awesome is our God? Will you type in the chat group? All things are possible with God. Will you do that? Will you type right now, begin to declare that all things are possible with God? Things which are so difficult to organize in the past, we're able to do so in a powerful and meaningful way. Hallelujah, Jesus. The second question, how is the message heard in the nations at such a time as this? 
as we are undergoing lockdown, so have they in different periods of their time. Let me tell you about some of our places as well. In some of our partner countries, when they are far away from the cities, in many of the areas that we are personally ministering to, these communities have not been bound by restrictions because they are generally a very safe area. So in those areas, they have been able to continue to connect and bless and impact their own communities. Can you see this picture here of all these smiling people? You know what's going on? They are having a special family life event. It's couples night. It's couples night where they are trying to bless their own church couples as well as even reach out to even those around them. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that so heartwarming to see that even as family life is so important, in our own church, family life is also the heartbeat that we carry to our partner nations. And they continue to do the work. And they're so excited to share with us all that they are doing. Awesome. God is amazing. And here you see, in, in this video, you will see a group of students. Right? We have school of missions in some of our, nation, part, our partner nations. And in this school, you see these students... They are learning how to preach because we also want to teach them how to preach. So while we can't go there, we begin to empower them so that they are sent out. And after this training of learning how to preach, learning how to engage their community with the gospel, they are able to go forth into unreached places and share the love of Jesus. Isn't that amazing, church? The work of God continues to flourish. Question three, how are our partners and works doing in the midst of the pandemic? We were very quick to recognize that many of our partners struggled. They struggled because their own churches, church members were also struggling with economic situations, with job losses. And so as we were, we made sure to connect with them. We weren't asking them house attendance. We ask them, how are you? How is your family? How can we pray for you? And so we had meaningful connections. There's one partner country that I'm involved in. And we have bi-monthly, once every two months, we have a connection with our pastors and leaders. And even with translation, we even, I even invite some of our church members who have accompanied on trips and they share their testimonies to encourage our partners over there. And... We also ask them, share with us. And on Zoom, we're able to pray one by one for each of them. And we're able, and there were some who had a very pressing medical need. And thank God the missions committee met and we were able to, you know, help them along. Glad tidings, all this extra mile work is possible because you have partnered along in your giving. And it has gone a long, long way to bless them in the midst of the pandemic so we're able to continue to support every single pastor and worker throughout the nations that glad tidings is involved in besides malaysia we have another 12 nations that we are very active with many 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 partners and bible school students as well and in the midst of this we got also good news to tell you how are our works doing we got, the, we got recent news just as of last week. We had an update of the 2020 
in one particular nation, we have three partners in three different regions and they gave us an update. They gave us an update of, of everything that took place in 2020. Do you want to hear it? I want to share it because a total of 2,332 lives were committed to Jesus for the very first time. Just that, three of our partners, they have empowered their, their teams, they have empowered their members, they have empowered the leadership, and they went out sharing the good news. They had that MasterChef recipe, and 2,332 lives were committed afresh to the Lord. And they also reported for 2020, a total of 525 water baptisms. Hallelujah. Come on, give a shout out. Give a glory to God. Type it out in the chat. Come on, because Jesus deserves all the glory because this is all the work that God is doing and the Lord has given glad tidings, given every one of us the privilege of partnering along. So a shout out to you. Thank you, glad tidings. And the fourth question, I could have many more, many more stories to tell, but the fourth question is this, has our missions work come to a halt? The answer is no. We won't stop because the gospel continues to go forth in many different ways, creative ways. Hallelujah! Give glory to God! Every story that has been shared just now, every single story has a backstory to it. Every victory has got stories of tears and prayers. Every story has got struggles and sacrifices that have been made by our partners in the field and also by every one of you because I know so many of you have continued to support the mission's work with your sacrificial giving even in challenges yourself and so we really want to give you a shout out and even as I conclude today I just want to share with you the last verse of the last part of verse 15 let me read that to you how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace who bring glad tidings of good things beautiful in this in this passage is very interesting it actually means timely it actually means in a fashionable and appropriate, timely manner. So when our feet are activated in a timely manner, the gospel of peace will go out and truly many will be saved. Many will have the chance to commit their lives to the Lord. And even in this beautiful feet that we have, every one of you, you have beautiful feet right now. We have all been given this awesome privilege of sharing the gospel. And you know what? In terms of time, I think we all will agree. The pandemic, all that has happened has forced us to bring to mind what is important, the absolute basics. And the basics of our call as believers is the Great Commission. The basics of our call is to hear the news, be disciples ourselves, and then run and take the good news everywhere and to empower those when we are not able to go in person, we are able to empower those. And you know in this verse, I chose the New King James Version because 
I love the second part of this verse which says, who bring glad tidings of good things. We are glad tidings, assemblies of God, Pataling Jaya. I believe this is our spiritual DNA even more so because of our name. Glad tidings this year is 58 years old. That's right. We stand on shoulders of those who planted and pioneered the church. Missionaries came all the way from the United States because they had the gospel of peace, the good news to share to our nation. And through their heart, Glad Tidings was one of the many churches birthed forth. And today we stand upon that foundation and we continue to carry on the same call, that same passion to say, yes, I want to be activated to share the gospel in my homes, in my families, in my communities, and even in the nations beyond. The gospel cannot come to a halt. Even though our travel may be restricted, we are able to go on Wi-Fi. The gospel is able to travel in different ways. The methods have changed, but the message is still the, still the same and is still even more urgent than ever. Where you are right now in your homes, take a look at your own feet. Gather your family. If you're, you're with your family, gather your children. Gather your parents. Take a look at your feet. I believe that the Lord is going to be activating every one of us in this season. And in a little, little while, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be praying because I believe that God wants to use you to be a blessing a blessing to share the love of God, a blessing to share this good news. But first, before I pray with you, I want to just speak to our friends who are probably tuning in for the first time. If you're tuning in for the first time, or maybe you've been joining us for quite a while, but you have yet to commit your life to the Lord. You have yet to say, I want this Jesus that you're talking about. I want this good news, this gospel of peace. You need that peace even in such a time as this, I want to pray for you so that you can join with the body of believers, that we can declare that Jesus is our Lord. He is our God. So if that's you, you want to commit your life to the Lord today, I invite you to say this prayer along with me, but wherever you are, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying on the cross for me as well. I receive your love. I receive your salvation. I receive your forgiveness for all my sin. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. I want to be a child of the living God. I want to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone, let's just say amen and amen. If you have said this prayer, I encourage you to just click on the link that you see in your YouTube chat or in your church online platform. Click on the link, leave your details, talk to someone because we'd love to connect with you personally and walk you through this exciting brand new journey that you have with Jesus Christ. And now for every one of us, as you're looking at your feet, I want to pray for God's special release of anointing so that we can take on 
that great commission in our hearts. Are you ready? If your parents, if you're with your children, lay hands on them, come together as a household. And even if you're watching alone, I want to encourage you, you could be physically alone in your room, but you are joining the hearts with every one of the Glad Tidings family, so you are not alone. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every one of my brothers and sisters tuning in this, this day, Lord. Father, I pray for a fresh igniting of your love, of your peace upon their heart. Lord, of that gratefulness and thankfulness that, Lord, we are sons and daughters because we have been able to make that decision to follow you, Jesus. So, Father, I pray for fresh anointing upon every individual, every family, every household that is represented and coming together. Anoint their feet to bring the good news. Anoint their hands. Anoint their lips, O oh Lord. So that, Father, every word that we say, everything that we do, everywhere that we go, we can be your representatives of this amazing good news, Lord. So bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, even as you are gathered there, I want to encourage you to do one more thing. As you are gathered with your feet together, take a picture. Take your handphone and snap a picture of your beautiful feet. Share it on your connect groups. Share it on your Instagram or whatever social media account. Hashtag GT Missions. Hashtag GT Go Forth 2021. Quote this verse, Romans 10, 15. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel of peace. Let's begin to just encourage one another so that we can all be part of God's great work that is going on. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. And now I want to encourage us all. Let's take time to commit our hearts, our lives afresh, even as the worship team leads us in this powerful song. Hallelujah. Consuming fire, would you fan?